Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scoop B Radio. Coming up next week, and uh, certainly you're going to get just as many pre-draft rumors about uh, the NBA as you do in the in the NFL. And joining us here from uh, Basketball Society and the Scoop B Podcast, Brandon Scoop B Robinson joins us here on Three and Out. Scoop B, what's going on? Enjoying some time off after the NBA Finals. How are you? <laughs> oh, fantastic! You can't get too much time. You got to jump right back into uh, uh, into the draft, and it seems like there's some clear-cut guys at the top. Is there going to be? draft night intrigue at the top of this NBA draft, potentially? Oh, for sure. I mean, top three, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Atlanta. You guys local to Atlanta, of course, and, you know, DeAndre Ayton seems to feel that he has it in the bag already with Phoenix, so the next two uh, will be interesting, but, yeah, man, there's no sleep in the NBA. You, you, you got the finals over, you got uh, a week over, and then you got the draft, and then dum 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 comes free agency, so Oh, and we can't forget the NBA awards as well, so we'll hear who the MVP of the year is. So, a lot going on. And, Scoop, it feels like with the draft, like you said, Aiton's going to go to to Phoenix at number one, and then who knows what Sacramento's going to do. Assuming Aiton is gone, who would be the best pick for the Hawks? Who would the Hawks love to get? Well, they won't get Aiton, so we can cross that off the list. Uh, but that would be a, a sexy entry. They got a 7 feet, 260. Um, with the hair, remind you of Joel Embiid, but you know I, I think uh, he's a guy that's a big that's going to be you know continue the next generation of bigs in the NBA. Uh, most people have Trey Young pegged at uh, number three for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, people like Marvin Bagley, but um, I, I've seen more Trey Young uh, playing uh, in, in college basketball. Guy from Oklahoma, six two one eighty. Uh, many compare him to Steph Curry. Uh, I don't think it's just because he's light skinned, but because he can actually shoot the long ball. But um, I, it's interesting to see how he would fit with Atlanta, uh, particularly at point guard, because they have Dennis Schroeder. Uh, but I, I know that Dennis Schroeder uh, and Torian Prince could use all the help that they could get. I had uh, Torian Prince in my fantasy basketball league uh, this year, and he helped me earlier in the season. Got average 14.1 points per game. Uh, but you look at the intrigue of. of, of uh, of Trey Young, uh, particularly at the point guard position. Okay, say the Hawks do get him. Do they slide Dennis Schroeder over to the two? He's a guy that gave you 19.4 points per game uh, and, you know, led the team in assists at 6.2. Would he come off the bench? But the thing that intrigues me is 
uh, Marco Bellinelli and Airfan Ilyasova, uh, two guys that um, well, actually, Ilyasova's going over there. But I, what I think is, is going to be interesting about this whole situation is shooting, shooting at a premium. Um, and I think that Trey Young, one thing that he can do specifically, as I compared him to Steph Curry, was the fact that you know he can pass the ball. He can pass the ball, he can shoot the ball, he can create his own shot. So guys like Bellinelli and Ilyasova, uh, guys who were on the team at one time, would benefit um, from getting a guy who can create his own shot and, and create the double team and, and can pass out the other double team and, and create open shots. I think Trey Young is a threat because he can create his own shot, but passing is going to be a thing of beauty, as you saw Steph Curry doing throughout the NBA Finals. Now, Scoop, it's, uh, it's interesting that you say that Trey Young is a guy that they can uh, the Hawks can take over. You know, a guy like Marvin uh, Bagley. But the thing is, Schroeder is a guy also that's you know kind of showed that he don't want to be in Atlanta. Do you think that if they do get Trey Young that, and uh, Schroeder doesn't get the uh, the trade that he wants, do you think those two guys can like uh, be able to play together when one guy obviously not want to be there? Yeah, that's a good question, and I think it's a valid one. It kind of reminds me of when you know uh, Kyrie Irving was born into the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, drafted back in 2011, and he had Barry Davis on that team already. You know, Barron is a, is a vet, and, and, and pointedly so. Dennis Schroeder is much younger at this point in his career, and, and, and you know, minus his hair, looking like Raymond Doodles, he's a guy that's very marketable, um, and a guy that, you know, could find greener pastures somewhere else. Um, that being said, it'll be interesting to see, will they build the team around him? Yeah, that, that's a big question mark right there, and I, and I think if I was Dennis Schroeder and a team that's rebuilding that just performed hellishly, um, for the team this year, one of the worst records in the NBA after you know being a first place team not too far long ago, it looks like the Hawks are rebuilding. You know, post Budenholzer leaving and what have you. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, if I were shooter, like I said, I would want to go somewhere else. You have the stats to prove it. I mean, in 31 minutes, like I said, almost averaging 20 points a game for some people. You know, those are Springfield type numbers back in the 90s. I, I would want to go somewhere else. Winning ball club. Brandon Scooby Robinson joining us here on Three and Out. And Brandon, how much do the draft outlook, uh, or how much does the draft outlook change for certain teams in terms of are they looking to compete right away? Depending on where folks in the NBA think LeBron might wind up if he goes out west, doesn't that open up a lot of things in the East for some teams who think they can contend now? Well, I think for LeBron, it's not going to necessarily come down to who drafts who. It's going to be about the balance of family and the balance of you know who he can impact right away. You know, his current team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, sits at, at number eight. And, you know, NBA draft that night has uh, Michael Porter from Missouri, you know, 6'11", 210-pounder uh, at small forward going at, at that eighth spot. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that has anything to do with um, where he'll go. I think that LeBron situation has more to do with who can compete. A 15-year vet, 33 years old at this point, has a son that's, you know, getting ready to go to high school. Um, it comes down to who already drafted who, you know, and who's already got what on the, on the roster. And now going on record and said, you know, don't sleep on the Miami Heat return for LeBron, but also Philadelphia uh, has a team that's already self-made. Uh, it's, it's a matter of um, whether he wants to compete. You know, you also look at the Houston Rockets, a team that could have used LeBron in the, in the playoffs against uh, the Golden State Warriors. They have Chris Paul. Uh, they have. Uh, James Harden, they have shooters and Ryan Anderson, like I said before, I said about the Hawks, but it applies to LeBron as well. The LeBron James team needs shooters. Ryan Anderson would definitely fit the bill. Um, and, and I think it's going to be interesting what he does during the offseason. But, yeah, I don't think the draft has anything to do with LeBron goes. Uh, there's at least been internet speculation that Golden State could be a potential suitor. I mean, is there any way that happens, LeBron going to the Warriors? 
I don't like somebody. Why would I play with them? Why would I eat at the dinner table with them? Why would I, you know, visit them on holidays? I was him. I wouldn't go there. But hey, if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, Kevin Durant did it a couple years back and won two championship trophies. Uh, Boston has also emerged as a team that you know put together people who are interested in has the cap space um, and are interested in LeBron James to take a, uh, a a Kyrie Irving and a uh, one more piece uh, to be shipped to Cleveland in order to make LeBron work in Boston. But you know you have to play with Terry Rozier and and Jason Tatum and and and, and other players on that team. I think LeBron could fit into a Boston situation right away. Rick Popovich is also an emerging uh, person of interest who will be uh, heading over to meet with LeBron and, and potentially drag him over to San Antonio. But I also think with LeBron uh, going wherever he goes, I think the first piece that will fall in the NBA uh, will be whether or not Kawhi Leonard is shipped somewhere. Uh, I think LeBron will make his decision based upon where Kawhi is going. But as, a, as you asked me about the Warriors, I think why not LeBron going to a Houston Rockets team where he doesn't have to play with the Warriors in the NBA Finals? That's cool, but I mean, you were talking about a lot of teams, um, you know, a, a couple of teams in the West, but you mentioned uh, you mentioned Boston. I mean, obviously everybody make a big riff about what happened with uh, Kyrie Irving going to Boston, but is there any way that, you know, uh, LeBron can, st- you know, stay in the East, go out to Boston, you know, re- uh, reconnect with uh, Kyrie Irving and try to, uh, you know, dethrone maybe the Warriors in um, uh, Houston next year? Well, if you look at Cleveland, Cleveland can offer him the most money. Uh, if he's looking for money, cool. If he's looking for championships, um, as people I've spoken with uh, have said that uh, Kawhi, excuse me, that Kyrie Irving and LeBron uh, coexisting wouldn't be such a bad thing because there would be more people on the court besides those two just hoisting up shots and getting to the basket. I think that was the thing in, in Cleveland that was you know interesting because you got two alpha males who, who are fighting and won a championship for that Cavs team back in 2016 and. You know, Kevin Love was the third piece, but, you know, there were times where Kevin Love and, and Kyrie did not always see eye to eye. And, you know, I think that a LeBron James team, if Boston found a way to get those guys to play on the court together and coexist, it could happen because they're both winners. Um, and if you watch their body language throughout NBA All-Star Weekend uh, this past year, you know, those guys had worked some things out and, and talked. Um, and, and, and I just think that one thing that I, I learned – uh, throughout my years of not just covering the NBA but also being a fan, the difference between LeBron James and Kyrie Irving in this situation, I mean, because this could have gotten as bad as Shaq and Kobe. This could have got that right. This could have got as bad as Shaq and Tim Hardaway. You know, those breakups. Those guys handle things professionally and behind closed doors. Even Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook. You know, people were trying to get quotes out of a lot of Kyrie and LeBron, and they handled it like constant professionals. So whatever happened behind closed doors, we'll never truly know. But at the same time, um, I think that those guys are good enough players, still in their prime enough, and, and have history enough that if that were to happen in Boston, I wouldn't see it not happening because it's a, it's, a, it's a league of players, not a league of teams anymore, even though there are teams that pay those guys. It's just different. And Scoob, obviously, LeBron just lost his six finals. He has he hasn't many finals losses as uh, you know. Obviously, Michael Jordan has wins. When you look at his legacy and where we gonna remember him when it's all said and done, does this hurt his legacy because he's lost six, or is it, are, are people gonna put in perspective of the type of teams he was on? You know, I, I think that again, me not just covering the league, but also being a fan of it, um, and that, those two blur sometimes. I think oftentimes we make Michael Jordan the gold standard of championships, of wins, and everything. Um, but if we're going to hold, and we hold LeBron to that standard because you came in as this king. You came in as the chosen one. Um, but I often think in this translation, we often 
uh, lose sight of Kobe Bryant, who was more like Michael than LeBron was. But if we're going to hold LeBron to a Michael Jordan standard, then can we hold LeBron to a Bill Russell standard? Because Bill Russell has more rings than him and played in the dynasty in, in, in the Boston Celtics. I think that, you know, we often put LeBron on this pedestal to fall, and I think LeBron um, has benefited from Michael and his endorsements. He's benefited from, you know, watching guys like Charles Barkley, who, who, who was an out-of-position out of power, undersized power forward that could handle dribble, shoot, play with his back-to-basket and take jumpers and more. Um, Magic Johnson was a was a, an orthodox point guard. LeBron is more Magic than he is uh, Michael. Kobe is more Michael than, than, than Michael sometimes. You know, he came in right away having raw talent. I, I think when it comes down to legacy, you have to judge LeBron uh, based off of a guy that won championships with two different teams. If he goes somewhere else, he might win a third ring. Um, I, I still think it's unfair in 2007 uh, for people to think that LeBron and the Cavs were going to actually be the Spurs. I wish we could erase that from the record book and he could get that credit. But um, at the end of the day, uh, I saw a meme, and I'm paraphrasing because we're on radio, but they said, you know, if you look at a guy like Michael who went to a girl's house six times and scored, and then we look at a guy like uh, LeBron who went to a girl's house eight times and only scored three, who do you give more credit to? And you know what I mean by score. I think it's easy by by people's standards to say Michael is the alpha male. But Michael also had better wingmen than LeBron. <laughs> That's the difference. LeBron has played with guys like Sasha Pavlovich. He's played with Regina Sokalskis. He's played, played with Larry Hughes. He's played with Iron Newable. He's played with... Uh, 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 Tristan Thompson. I, there you go. Just, just Tristan Thompson. I, I just think that... Um, we could make excuses all day, but Michael still did have Rodman. He still had Horace Grant. He still did have Steve Kerr. He still had Tony Kukoc, and he was coached by one of the greatest coaches to ever play or to ever coach the game in, in, in Phil Jackson. The best coach that LeBron James ever had was probably Eric Spolstra. That says it all. We'll leave, we'll leave it right there. Uh, with that, Brandon Scoopy Robinson, our guest here on 3 Now. Brandon, appreciate the time. We'll talk soon. Gentlemen, thank you for your time, and thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Brandon Scoopy Robinson joining us here. Scoopy Podcast as well, covering uh, the NBA. And uh, certainly the offseason going to be as interesting as the draft itself when it's all said and done. We've got more to come here on 3 and Out on this Monday afternoon all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Scoop Network. Radio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 